1866, the Sacramento Union gave Mark Twain the gig of a lifetime and sent him as a special correspondent to the Sandwich Islands. Yeah, Twain's worldview is a bit old-fashioned, but 150 years later his letters are still a funny, fascinating description of a vanished time when Hawaii was an independent nation with its own king. So pour yourself some Mai Tais, kick back and relax like you're getting paid to do nothing in Maui for a month. It's time for episode 14 of Toasting the Classics, Mark Twain's Letters from Hawaii. Hey, welcome back. Hey, well, thank you. Well, actually, let's do the formal introduction. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to all of our listeners is what you meant. That's right. right. Welcome back to all of our it's listeners. also applied to me. To Toasting the Classics. Right. Uh, back with Clint Lanier and Dave MacArthur. Dave MacArthur, Clint Lanier. The show where we... Well, I need to come up with a two-sentence what we do. Yeah. Because every time I, <laughs> I sort of hem and haw my way through it, I need to write it down. And this like, is the podcast where we... Because I've listened to some other podcasts uh, recently, and they have something they say elevator every pitch. episode. Yeah. An elevator pitch. Right. Well, actually, the elevator pitch, I find when I tell people what mm -hmm. we do, works pretty okay. well. I keep getting hung up on... You know, if it was, we read a book and we talk about the book, then drink a drink, but we read books, watch movies, play video right. games, and it's like, what's the well, verb? Just say, just say the classic. Just say classics. What do I do to the classic? Classics of any genre. I have to have a verb that can apply to all of the different types of classics. We analyze, That's what keeps, we, we analyze classics of any genre. That sounds way too serious for what we does. do, which is to have a drink and, and <laughs> get, get sloppy while we talk about what, Enter the Dragon. For, I don't know if analysis. For our five, for our five listeners, our five right. de dedicated listeners, why don't, you, why don't you comment and help us out? What, what could be our tagline? Yeah, we need to come um, up with the tag. Let us That's know. That's a good idea. Let us know That's in the comments uh, or, or crowdsource. Send Dave, uh, send Dave an email or something like that. But welcome back, uh, yeah. Dave. He, he was yeah, in, I was uh, away. Hawaiian Islands. For That's right. How long? Three. Uh, weeks? I was there for three weeks. Yeah. yeah, we were supposed to do a live, uh, not live yeah, podcast. But we were supposed to record on location. Uh, we should just pretend we're on location. Yeah. Hey, right now. welcome hey. to Hawaii. We got to play um, <laughs> that that song that's always in Bugs Bunny cartoons when you're in Hawaii. Um, the Aloha Hawaii. To my sweetheart Aloha or whatever uh, or the heck like it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should have that going in the background. But anyway, Does yeah. That I'm back. That if we ever do Mexico, we'll have to do the. Na -na 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 yes, na -na -na. la cucaracha. Yeah, yeah okay. every time. Yeah. Pretty I, sure those are canceled. Uh, <sighs> Pretty sure. Well, I know that. Probably. I think, I think the Mexico probably. one is. The Mexico one probably would be for two white guys to yeah. do it. Yeah, I have to say, I think Latinos still like that song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. But when I was a, when I was a teenager, I used to go up and stay in Spanish Harlem with my uh, friend. Yeah. And we visited New York. And I swear to God, all night, people would be honking their horns and you'd hear La Cucaracha. <laughs> once, every once every 20 minutes, yeah. like if you were lucky. My father-in-law loves it. He laughs yeah. it. There's, there's some pretty funny lines in there if you actually just go look at the lyrics. It talks yeah. about... Smoking pot and all kinds of stuff. It's a oh. it's a funny song. Hmm. I just know the like, the cockroach is missing his hind legs and yeah. he's dancing funny. That's the only part I remember. But it's um not. I, I, I know it, it's I know. a stereotypical song. It's not a song I've ever actually sat down and listened right. to. It's no. just you hear snatches of it every <laughs> once in a while. Right. Anyway, back to Hawaii. Uh, yeah, back so to Hawaii. You, you right. were you were visiting the uh, the, the Sandwich Hawaiian Islands. Islands. Yeah, I was sandwich in the Sandwich Islands, Islands for. Yeah. Uh, for a good three weeks, one week with your entire extended, well, not your extended, but your immediate family, so your wife, right. all your kids. Last minute, we got invited to a wedding for oh, some okay. friends. Uh, uh -huh. I think, actually, the the one guy who got married is a listener of the podcast. So, Hey, congratulations. Hello. Um, yeah, we got invited to a wedding at the last minute. just changed our plans. We were planning something else for the summer, and we were mm -hmm. like, why don't we go to Hawaii? So um, we decided to do that, and uh, we did one week in Kauai with mm -hmm. the whole family. Right. Um, and then my son and I flew down to the big island. And basically stayed there for two weeks. We went okay. camping and hiking oh, cool. and snorkeling. So you, you never made it to Oahu? Just uh, We flew home from Oahu. Okay. So we had gotcha. three 
two nights in Honolulu at the end of the Sweet. trip. All right. So, um, yeah, we did it. We did see three islands. Um, That's it was, fantastic. It was very cool. It was a lot like what we did with Alaska last year. We right. just kind of bummed around. Yeah. You know, um, exploring. Try. It's a little harder to bum in Hawaii, weirdly <laughs> enough, like kind of paradoxically. Not a lot of bumming. The islands feel bummy. Right. But everything's super expensive. Sure. We could not find any campgrounds. We camped right. at the national park. I carried all this camping stuff, and we camped several nights at the national park, okay. which was awesome. Yeah. But anything near the beach is just booked up. Ridiculous. Can't camp. Yeah. So uh, we had a problem with that. Um, but, but we had a blast. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think Kerouac could make on the road today because he went to Denver, which is super expensive. Went to San yeah. Francisco, super expensive. Yeah. Goes, goes down the coast of California, super expensive, all the way down. You can still crash in your vehicle. He also went to Ohio, though. You can so, do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's still that's still an option. I've done it. I've road tripped with friends around America um, various times in yeah. my life. And you can still do, you know, especially sure. camping. You yeah. know, camping is still pr- not not free, but pretty much free right. if you've got the gear. So. Well, the national, the national parks, it's free, right? No. Oh, it no, is. There's usually a nominal fee. And also most of the national parks, it's difficult to book a campsite in okay. advance. That's a piece of advice for everybody out there. If you're going to camp at the national parks, especially the popular ones, mm-hmm. hit up recreation.gov yeah, like yeah. six months in advance. You cannot camp at Yellowstone unless you plan it, plan it way in advance. Wow. Yosemite, places like that. I showed up to Capitol Reef. I showed up to Hawaii Volcanoes, and I got campsites there, okay. which was a blessing. But, yeah. you know, generally speaking, it's best to reserve. It's fantastic so. that, that you were able to do that. How old's, how old's Alex again? Tell ten. Us. Ten. ten. Yeah. That's fantastic. What so a great memory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's cool. cool. Did you guys go, does he snorkel or scuba dive or uh-huh. anything like that? Yeah, we don't know how to scuba dive, okay. um, but we got pretty adept at snorkeling. Yeah, I bet. And then we realized that the snorkels were kind of slowing us down, so we actually just started swimming Free diving, just with yeah. masks wow, and just okay. go, going under and looking at things. So we yeah. had a lot of fun. We saw more eels, the sea turtle. I saw a sea turtle. It followed it underwater. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of that kind of stuff. It was That's a lot of fun. Great. So oh, I saw I saw the Hawaii state fish. Do you know what the Hawaii state fish is? Humu humu nuku nuku aopawa. That's, yes, that's very cool. I, something I think like that. the ending is, you got it though it's pretty a something much. Trigger it's a pretty, it's a something trigger fish. Humu humu nuku nuku apua'a is, apua'a, is how yeah, we learn to say it. The, the ending yeah. might be, we, we might not be. But isn't it called right. like a clown trigger fish or something like oh, that? Like, what is it called? We, uh, we, uh, we white people give it some stupid oh, name. Oh, if Alex was here, he could tell you. He knows all the, I mean, he was amazing. We went to yeah. Pearl Harbor and we're looking down at the Arizona uh-huh. Memorial, yeah. which has turned into a really vibrant like living reef uh-huh. and he was just like that's a damsel yeah. surgeon fish and oh, that's a long nosed butterfly and i was like what are you because he was sitting in the back of the car the whole yeah. time looking at his guides and learning oh, all these fish fantastic. and he just can rattle them off it's oh, amazing great. so i saw him on the bowfin the uss bowfin uh-huh. that's cool we went yeah. to that too uh-huh. we went to the yeah. arizona course did you guys go to the missouri uh no no, I didn't go no. To missouri. it was um it was a little bit farther down the, 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 the yeah. harbor from right. where the Arizona is. And it's is. not, is it part of the national park or is I it? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's. I don't think so. Maybe think owned you'd have by to, Hawaii, the state of Hawaii. I think you'd have to drive all the way around okay. to get to it. Yeah. It's maybe not part of the same memorial. Right. Um, and we didn't have a car in Oahu. So I actually want to give a shout out to something that made my trip work. Okay. I could not get a rental car. Yeah. Which was like a big I've, problem because we had this yeah. plan of going around the beaches and camping and stuff and right. without a car. I mean, uh-huh. I, I, at the last minute, I Googled app for renting cars, like mm-hmm. a ride, like a car sharing app. Uh-huh. And I found this thing, what the, a Turo. How do you and spell I, it? T-U-R-O. Okay. And I rented cars from like private individuals. Oh, cool. And we just had a car for the wow. whole time at the last minute. It was 500 bucks for like do you know, eight days. Do you know why that is that you couldn't find a car? Uh, just everybody booked them up, I think. Well, uh, this is, so what, what I heard mm-hmm. was, you know, cars are, you can't get cars now. You can't get new cars, can't get used cars because there's a chip, oh, yeah, that's true, you know, yeah. chip shortage that's true. or something like that. 
Well, and, also uh, because uh, uh, shipping and production were completely shut down. Right, for so BMW long. BMW told so, me So they're, they're they trying had to nothing. catch up. Yeah, they're trying to catch yeah. up. And uh, rental car companies, their fleet cars, they have to turn them in a certain At number a of certain miles. mileage. Oh, so these okay. cars all came due at like 25,000 miles or whatever. Okay. They had to give them up. They had no choice. Huh. And, and so now they're stuck with no cars. I mean, it makes no sense at all, but it was just part of the agreement they had with whatever fleet mm-hmm. company they were working with, Ford or, or whoever. So they had to give them up. Those go to auctions and get sold off in the right. secondary market. And now they're stuck with no cars. So Well, anyway, Turo worked like magic. Great. Well, I that's totally cool. recommend that's cool tip. it to people. Yeah, um, like they're probably going to try to shut it down. It's the kind of thing that people are going to want to regulate right. out of existence. So it's like an Airbnb for cars. It's like Airbnb for cars. Yeah, and cool. it's, it was terrific. That's I mean, great. it was um, for, I mean, like I said, 500 bucks for like a week. Mm-hmm. Which by Hawaii prices, that's pretty good. Is really yeah. good, really good. Other that's, people were asking two hundred, two hundred fifty a day kind of. That's thing. like standard. Yeah, it's pretty standard yeah. pricing, right? Which so I imagine if you're in a normal place, it might right. be um, less. Cool. So I don't know. We did get a car that was infested with ants. <laughs> of course. I didn't realize it for several days until I went to get our food out of the back, oh, and it no. was just we had like a bag of marshmallows from camping that oh, was geez. a ball <laughs> of tropical red ants, <laughs> and I was lovely. just like, oh, my, I thought it was my fault at uh-huh. first. So I started cleaning up, and I realized there was a nest up in the hood, up in, wow. under the hood of the car. That was just that's incredible. Just, just like I said, like a ball of those kind of ants that can form a raft and float yeah. across the Amazon. <laughs> like right. they were they were rafting. They were probably imported from uh, like from there or all something. over yeah. all over both of us. That like, is I was like, I started real. It was it was pretty gross, but yeah. um, you know we dealt with it. So well, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, so what what uh, what book are we reading? And actually, we're not really. I I I messed this one up. This was my my uh, my pick, everybody. Because oh, I, was this your pick? I think it was. Okay, you're providing the drink, yeah. so yes, it must be. So okay, my good. pick, and I, I thought since Dave was going to Hawaii, we could have something centered on Hawaii. Then we were trying to figure out well, what is written, right. what book is written about Hawaii. Other Nobody than Hawaii. wants to read that James James right. and, book. And so. uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't really want to do a nonfiction, you know, a real nonfiction. So I thought, well, Mark Twain had. There is a book called Mark Twain Roughing It, uh-huh. uh, Roughing It by Mark Twain rather. And he has about, oh, I can't remember how many chapters, about seven or eight chapters in there mm-hmm. from Hawaii. Now, those are based on— Is that the same material? It's essentially the same material. Same so the, experience, but not the letters. Well, what he did, he, he, used, he used his—okay, so let me, let me back up. Okay. So when—in uh, 1960—I'm sorry, 1866, 1866 right. Twain was uh, accepted a four-month assignment to the Sandwich Islands, as they were known at the time, right. uh, when he was working for the Sacramento mm-hmm. Bee. Is that what it's called, or— Sacramento something or other. There is a Sacramento Bee. So he was he was writing for them. Um, let's just say some north uh, north coast <laughs> California paper, and they assigned him right. to assigned him to Hawaii for four months. So he goes over there on a steamer, and just kind of hangs out for four months. And he travels the islands and tries to get people you know uh, back in the mainland a little bit of. Uh, Kind of context to uh, to what the islands are like and so forth. By the way, I'd like to put that put this out there. Yeah. If anyone is looking for a writer to do on assignment six months in, in Hawaii and only write twenty five letters the whole time, yeah, I am available. You're available, hundred percent okay. available. Well, that's um, good to know. So yeah, I will. Uh, There's not a lot of people out there fighting for that job. So you no you know, no that would be yeah. it's a hardship. It's it is yeah so, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 25, 25 articles in mm-hmm. whatever. 25 for, letters. Four months. He months. goes at one point to Maui uh-huh. and just enjoys it so much. Doesn't do a he thing. He just buggers off and doesn't <laughs> write for a <laughs> he month. He doesn't write at all. He, he writes like, oh, yeah. Maui was great. Yeah. yeah. Sorry I didn't write, but Maui was just terrific. I'm right. like, what happened in Maui? He <laughs> doesn't say anything. Well, about he kept a journal the whole time. So he, he drew his chapters for roughing it from the journal and from the letters. So okay. that's what I read. 
and I told you his letters. So you read the actual letters. Oh, so we read different. Yeah, so we oh, read different okay. actual texts, but it's essentially the same material. Okay. Um, we, I think we've got a lot of the same stories. You know, he talks about, uh, you know, what what Honolulu was like at the time. He talks about yeah, there's a know, lot camping of, out in Maui and. Uh, um, he does not what, talk about right, Maui in his he letters. Did, uh, he just skips it. The Big Island he does. He talks. He about goes Kilauea. to the Big Island, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, goes to Kilauea, goes yeah. to the village of Volcano, which is where yep. we actually stayed for several oh, very, days. Very um, cool. So we saw that. Um, did you walk through the actual crater like he did? Yeah, you did. did. We oh, took a hike wow. across the crater. Fantastic. There's no lava flow right now. Okay. One month ago, the lava flow completely stopped. And so we're, we were there at Perfect like the time. only time in yeah. human history where we couldn't see any lava. Yeah. It was pretty annoying. Oh, I've still, yeah, kind of still never seen lava in my life. But uh, it was, was there was probably some places we could – I don't know. It seemed like an established trail across the crater. So I think you can – oh, okay. So there's two two craters. Kay. There's Kilauea Iki, which mm-hmm. is sort of like a smaller sub-crater Kay. kind of attached to uh-huh. the big one. You can't, you can't walk around the big crater. That's that's probably the one you're talking about. Yeah, that's that, that would that's still yeah. unsafe, still venting steam and stuff like that. And I think there's uh, holes you could fall into and stuff like that. Does it glow orange at least? I mean, can you see no. the glow from it? No, no. not at all. No, it's a oh, bummer. It's a, a bummer. Yeah, we were we were disappointed about that. It was still a pretty spectacular place, but um, and we enjoyed hiking the jungles and going through lava tubes and things like that. Uh, we went down to the shore, um, hiked around there. We did a I, he, my my son did a ten mile hike. Longest hike he's ever done. Wow. We did uh, a big hike into the backcountry, not Kilauea, but Mauna Ulu, which is another recent volcano. Okay. Well, I don't think it's a volcano, but I think there's only five volcanoes on the whole big island. Could it be a crater? Extinct volcano? Uh, there is a crater. No, it's a, it's live, and it, it erupted not too long ago, uh, but I think it's actually like a piece of Kilauea. I'm going to give think- us some ice here. We're going to go ahead and do the drink. Okay. Um, All right. Since we're going to try to keep these to about an hour. Oh, yeah. For your health and ours. Yes. You, the listener's health. Yeah, right. I mean, this is 2021. Whose attention span goes an hour and a half, right? Yeah, my kids could never listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I had, like, you know, big flashing lights somehow. If we had video, which we might add eventually. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think we should do that. Okay. Oh, he pre-made, huh? Pre-made. That was smart. So yeah. what goes in? What are we drinking? Drinking a Mai Tai. Mai Tai. Okay. This is a traditional Mai Tai. So Mai Tai has rum. One and, a half, one and a half ounces of rum okay. per drink. Now, there's two drinks for each of us in here. Did you go white and dark rum? Yeah. So okay. you got light rum. Hey, it's white or light. What is the difference between white and dark rum Ob- other just than aged, the obvious? Just aged a little bit. What they what they do is okay. they... Um, so white would be younger. Yeah. So they okay. they, they put um, put the rum in a, just a charred oak barrel, sometimes mm-hmm. like a used whiskey barrel, and uh, just let it sit there for a little while. Okay. Um, you can't let it sit too long. Like, you know, whiskey, you can let it sit for 20 years, no ill effects. But the problem with rum is it starts tasting like the oak, and it mm. tastes pretty terrible. So, mm. Um, mm. I have yeah, a, we so have a friend here in Las Cruces who's mm-hmm. Jamaican, and okay. he, like, collects rum and, like, oh, cool. drinks rum the way other people drink whiskey. So it was kind of neat. We did sort of a sampling of different rums. It's not my favorite spirit, generally mm-hmm. speaking, probably because I had a bad experience with it <laughs> at one point. That's a lot of people's excuse. Okay, so what I've done, you've got uh, one and a half ounces of, of rum, okay. light rum. You've got half ounce of what is it called? Or Orja syrup. Orja syrup, yeah. which is right. almond syrup. Um, okay. I'm not almond. I'm sorry. Is it almond? Yeah, it is almond. So I don't al- know. I didn't look it yeah, up. I was going to ask it's you. It's almond okay. syrup. Excuse me. Um, and then you have uh, about a, a half ounce of uh, orange liqueur, triple sec, or orange curacao. Or curacao, yeah. right. And lime juice, about a half ounce of lime juice. Shake all those up, 
pour it in, and what I've just done is put a floater of dark rum on top. Okay. All right. So you've got dark rum on top and then all the rest in there. It almost looks like you did a garnish of some kind, but I guess it's... Well, uh, and it should be garnished with like half a lime or a quarter lime and uh, cherry. Ah, lime juice was in yeah. the list. Yeah, that's right. But uh, lime juice is on the list. So cheers. Mm. Cheers. See how this sounds. That was weak. Okay, cheers. That was weak. How do we... A little uh, better. A little, little better. better. I had a couple of these. We got free ones at the resort. Now, I say free, but they charge you a $25 <laughs> resort fee every of day course. added that, to your hotel. That's cheap. Yeah. Vegas is like 50 something like that. That's the resort fee stuff. Is I do want to tell you, this is my rum. This is your rum? This is my rum. What does that mean, your rum? I made this rum. Oh, really? This is my rum. How do you make rum? You distill it. You, oh, do you have a still at home? Yeah. Well, oh, wow. No. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I didn't know that. I, I, know that's I might have. Is that uh, is that contraband? I didn't know. Uh, what's the statute of limitations? Ten years ago. So yeah, ten years ago I had a okay. I had a, I had a still, but no, this is my my rum. Perfectly good drink. Ooh, it's strong though. With the dark rum on top, I definitely yeah. get some rum taste. You get you get a lot of that, but it's uh, that's not bad. Know, nice and sweet. You know what's funny about this drink? So this drink is the quintessential like island cocktail. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You find it all over Hawaii. They serve it to you free with your resort fee. Right. You go to any um, luau in Hawaii, they have these for free. Okay. Um, go to any bar, they all serve Mai Tais and stuff sure. like that, right? Invented in Oakland, California. I was going to ask. <laughs> 19, I gonna like ask. 1944, I think, something like that. <laughs> uh, Trader Vic's, the uh, classic tiki bar that became kind of a uh, franchise around, around the U.S. But sure. the original one it was in Oakland, California. I didn't know that. And Victor Bergeron, I think is his name. Okay. Uh, owner there, came up with this drink. So that's where it's from. So it, it, I always found it kind of funny that the you know, quintessential, most famous Hawaiian yeah, you know, tiki drink. Yeah, I was going to ask if it is, was actually from Hawaii. It was from California. Yeah. That's like the fortune cookie was invented course, in San Francisco. You know, I remember. Isn't it, isn't it like also uh, chop suey, I think, is from San Francisco too or something probably. like that? Yeah. We had a. I'm going to say this again. We had a teacher in high school who was Chinese. Okay. <laughs> Using the past tense again. Was, yeah, yeah. He used to Not always anymore. say that was like his running joke. He'd always tell everybody, he'd be like, you know, I never saw a fortune cookie until I came to America. <laughs> right. Well, we know, Mr. J. Now we're drinking this, but there's a good chance that Mark Twain would not have had, had anything Mai Tais, like this right. at all. So what, what year are we talking about with Trader Vic's and creating the Mai Tai? We're talking 19, about the turn of the century. 1944. Maybe? Oh, late. Okay. Yeah, late. So. Okay. The whole South Seas thing happened. Um, a lot of people, I mean, it really took off post-World War II because a lot of the, the sailors back, in the South you know, Pacific. Tiki and, bars uh, and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Right. But the first one, uh, there's one called Don the Beachcomber, which somebody's going to have to look this up. It's it's on the, I think, I want to say it's it's also California, maybe Hollywood, something like that. Okay. Don the That's Beach a co- cocktail called Don the Beachcomber? No, it was a tiki bar. Oh, and it, oh, it oh, was oh, okay. it was established in like 1936, and they say that that was the first tiki bar. He tried to take credit for the mai tai. He said, you know, he had this other, but it's uh, it has a lot of different cocktails or a, a lot of different uh, ingredients in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, quite a bit different, but yeah, so it took off. You know, in the 30s, that's when people. And I think Don the Beachcomber, the guy that Don, I think he spent time in the South Pacific, like in uh, Tahiti or something like that. In fact, this the name of this drink, mai tai. It's Mai Tai. Mai Tai. And it's yeah. Tahitian, I believe, and it means good or excellent. I wonder if it's got that glottal stop, right? That's in tai. tons of yeah. Hawaiian Mai Tai. So it's M A I T A apostrophe I. Uh huh. Yeah. Mai Tai. Mm-hmm. I, I learned uh, so tons of stuff, obviously, mm-hmm. in the Hawaiian language has the okina, the, the mm-hmm. glottal stop. So yeah. I learned that the best way to get myself to pronounce it was to spell it in my head as if it was two T's mm-hmm. and then say it like I was British. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like if right. you, you take the word Hawaii is uh-huh. how we say it in America, mm-hmm. and it's Hawaii, 
apostrophe E. And if you spell it with two T's and say it like you'd say the word better, it's a lot better, right? Then you say Hawaii, (laughs) then you you nail the glottal stop if you do Yeah, it's like a Cockney accent. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's like a Cockney or I don't even know. I'm talking out of my butt. Sorry to any British listeners. Right. But, you know, better. Better. Butter. (laughs) That's pretty sad. Nobody nobody puts butter on the bread, do they? That doesn't sound right. It's a lot better. Drink from this bottle. You can't have your meat. (laughs) If you don't, eat your pudding. (laughs) Anyway, that's my trick for getting the glottal stop sort of right. Now, I have no idea what to do when it's at the front of a word. I have no idea how you would pronounce you that. that. Maybe you just choke just, a little yeah, before you say. Like the, 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 the letter itself, the okina, mm-hmm. has an okina at the front of it. So you're mm-hmm. supposed to say like okina, I guess. Oh, yeah, okina, I, guess I, don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's a beautiful language. It's actually, I think, one of the most beautiful languages ever. If you, I, I listen to a lot of Hawaiian music. Mm. Um, mm, interesting. And uh, and and so it'll you know be in Hawaiian, and, and it's uh, just absolutely beautiful to listen to because it just rolls so well. There's so few... Uh, consonants. Do you know how many letters there are in the Hawaiian language? How many? Thirteen. And they're and that includes the okina. Okay. And five vowels. And five vowels. So right. you're talking about seven yeah. consonants. Yeah. And if you think about it, you can run it through, and you there. There's an H. There's an L. So there's, there's seven there's continents. <laughs> sorry. Yes. There's seven consonants. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. You are one, dead. One one broke off from the other. There right. used to be six. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, We're not sorry. sure if New Zealand counts. Or there as used to be one big consonant. Oh, I can't come up with a pun <laughs> on that. Oh, darn it. I was going to do Pangea or something uh, about Pangea. Pons- so how much of a, so after reading these letters, did you see anything? I mean, because Mark Twain, you know, traveled. When, when, so just to put it in perspective, Hawaii, Hawaii mm-hmm. was, discover is a stupid word, and I know that, and I know there's a lot of You know, I actually made a note I wanted to talk about that. What but, do you uh, think about the word discover? Well, let's get to that in a second. But I was okay. going to say, I mean, so Hawaii was was that's was another one the v the v i know you hear that every once in a while i don't know it's I th- I it's not all hawaiians say that i know i so think it may be because hawaii. you know we think of it as hawaii right mm-hmm. as like one place but actually you've got eight different islands right. six of which are inhabited to mm-hmm. a large extent and right. each of them probably had their own dialect because these people these were separate kingdoms mm-hmm. before that king kamehameha and, uh, you know, unified everything, and that's pretty recently. So I'm guessing those dialects might have th- – and right. I think the V, Hawaii, mm-hmm. is somewhere where you hear it. I heard people say Vaikiki, Vaikiki. and I heard mm. people say Hawaii. So it may be Oahu might be the place. No, maybe, the, yeah. But I, I just don't know. I wanted to look that up, but, but I didn't get around to it. So Cook, Cook arrived in, what, 1774, is that right? I was going to say eight, but, yeah, give okay. or take. Oh, my God. Ballpark. So uh, – but that was – we won't call it Discover, but it's that's when he opened the door to right. European – Right, colonization right. or invasion or whatever, stealing, whatever you want to call it. Complete disaster for the native <laughs> God, people. God, it was. Uh, well, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's. I there's, thought a lot about the American annexation that happened in 1893, which was a g- genuinely a piece of skullduggery, mm-hmm. totally anti-democratic. Totally. Um, I don't know if that was a disaster for the people of Hawaii. Becoming part of the United States, I don't necessarily think was a disaster. Yeah. Well, but European contact, if you could have avoided that, yeah. They would they would be happier. There'd be a lot. There were three hundred thousand people on the Hawaiian Islands, mm-hmm. which dropped down to like sixty thousand within yeah. twenty years. No, that's true. Yeah, that alone it, is a disaster. Yeah, killed them. You've right. got the introduction of tons of different um, animals, plants. I mean, everywhere you go in Hawaii, you're constantly seeing non, something that doesn't belong. Yeah. Now pigs. Chickens, now the Polynesians yeah. brought their own stuff. Sure, they created their own mini ecological disaster. Mm-hmm. But when the right. Europeans came, it was all bets were off. Yeah. Everything was you know. 
just completely that's almost That's a really good point. Out. So how far back do you go before you say, okay, that's natural and that's not? Because, like, for example, the tea plant, TI plant. TI, right. Uh, was brought there by whoever mm-hmm. set, you yeah. know first got right. there, and so we're talking about a thousand AD or something like that. Is about so there's they, a lot of dispute about it, but yeah. yeah. But let's just give or go, take. A let's just say you know a thousand years right. ago, and uh, they got there in their outboard canoes, and uh, probably came up from I think it's Tahiti is the closest, or is it Fiji? Again, it's a dispute. Um, there's the Marquesas Islands, or I think one it's theory. Micronesia, Tahiti, all the way one. down yeah, and then up. There's several different theories so, about where they came from. But in any case. Um, so they brought that plant, and that plant is like ubiquitous in Hawaii. It's what they use to. Oh, you, you know, see thatch, it deep yeah. back in the jungle. You right. just see tea, tea trees. They, they, but they yeah. use it for everything. They use it to, you know, to, to create houses with, thatch mm-hmm. the roofs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to weave, um, you know, fibers with it, all kinds of yeah. stuff. And uh, but they brought it there. They brought right? it there, yeah. yeah. And so it wasn't natural. There's a um, list of the canoe plants, the, mm-hmm. the 10 or 11 species that came in the canoes with the first settlers. Mm-hmm. Um, right, they're, right. They're ubiquitous plants. They're all over the island. Yeah. I think. So it's not natural, but it's native? Question mark? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what's native? Right. right. I mean, I think we definitely, there's there's a moment in time where there are no humans on the Hawaiian sure, Islands. Sure. And actually, I think they probably were kind of barren. Okay. I don't think there was as much going Not on as green in Hawaii. As, as I don't think it maybe? was as green. Um, I don't think there was anywhere near the diversity of species. You have, you have this one species of honey creeper bird that came to Hawaii mm-hmm. and populated the islands with like twenty different species, right. like the radiate quick radiation right. over the course of a million years, just like Darwin's finches. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have different beaks and whatnot. Right. Um, and 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 that was a native population of things, but it's very limited. Right. You know, you've got... And the plant life, I think, would have been the same because the plant life, if I remember correctly, was brought by birds, like, or, or yeah, animal or droppings, animal droppings, or the wind. Or the or wind. Sometimes you get rafts of stuff floating across Maybe. the Pacific. So seeds um, would wash up right. and stuff like that. And that's how you would populate it with, with you know, plants. Yeah. Um, so it's a very, I think you're, I think you're right. And the plants must have gotten there before the animals. Fairly barren. Yeah. I don't know. There's so much we don't know about, Right. you know, the, the first inhabitants. Like, why did they go there? Why did they stay? What were they looking for? You know, what did Tahiti or Fiji or whatever not have that they wanted there? Was the same it, stories you always get with it migrations. You know, was it fishing? Like there, there's fishing is the reason why they had the ability to cross yeah. the ocean. They were right. such incredibly expert navigators mm-hmm. and sailors that they could cross. Right. I mean, well, they were a, water people. It is right? a phenomenal amount of distance. Yes. It is like the kind of distance that even today with a car would be difficult right. to cross on land. Well, it's and a, then it's for somebody kind, to do it, it's in the those kind days, of distance that I think, if I remember correctly, in the 1970s. There was a Swedish Thor Heyerdahl. Yeah, yeah. the the Kontiki. The Kontiki. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's it it, it made huge national news. That he's going to try to do this. Well, it had been done. You know, he's going to try to to to. Yeah. Well, it was. To, to I sail think to it Hawaiian was difficult. With this I think Europeans, mm-hmm. with their attitudes about non-European peoples, were yeah. like they looked at the Pacific and they were like, it looks like somehow these people managed to get across the Pacific, <laughs> right. which obviously couldn't have happened because they're all less because than they're us all and stupid. They're stupid yeah. You know, so right. they couldn't. So that, so they had so he had to prove even right. though it's obvious when you yeah, look yeah. at it you're like obviously they crossed the Pacific they did they're it living somehow. in Easter Island yeah, exactly. in places you know it's it's incontrovertible right. but but it had to be proved to like you know racist Europeans that it could right. be done right in order for them to be like okay fine it probably happened right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right, right. that's pretty obnoxious right. really because it's one of the most impressive things one of the most impressive human achievements right. the settlement pre like industrial revolution settlement of the Pacific is a phenomenal achievement. The most impressive is Australia. 
because God knows where those people came from. There's a chain of islands, though. I know. You're but, not that far from New Guinea when the, you're the in difference, Australia. The difference so. is, though, the aboriginal people of Australia— They weren't for, sailors. They weren't sailors. No, they forgot. Well, they were, they were fishermen, but they, they weren't sailors the way the Polynesians Yeah, they, for, they for, apparently right. forgot how they got there, right? So That's if, if true. they created, If they created, you know, complex rafts and so forth that could navigate long distances over sea— they got there, and yeah. then their, their culture just completely forgot how they did it. Well, we're talking right? about 50,000 years yeah, that the right. Aboriginal people yeah. had inhabited Australia. And that was well the before— The Polynesians had oral legends mm-hmm. of who came there and where they came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the Hawaiians had, like, had stories of, like, right. you know, this is the guy who came here, this is why he came here, and yeah. they're, they're pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. It's only—you're talking about 700 years. Did you make it to the Bishop Museum? We did. We oh, did. We spent fantastic? a whole day at the Bishop Museum. Oh, that's great. We went there because um, our last day we had a midnight flight, and obviously checkout was okay. like noon. Yeah. So I was like, what can we do all day? That's and a great so place to spend a whole day. Museum. We spent did the you whole see, day. Do they still have – they used to have a great display, and it was like kind of on, on the on the wall. And this is how they kind of figured out where people migrated from and where they migrated to. There were several maps like that. The yeah. evolution of language. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, like yeah, how yeah, this yeah. word, yeah. Yeah. it means yeah. this in Fiji, this in Tahiti, this in New Zealand. Do you remember this, where the ancestral homeland was for the Peninsula? Wasn't, wasn't it Micronesia? Wasn't Samoa. It? Oh, Samoa. Samoa. Okay. Samoa. Right. And basically right around Samoa was okay. you can track things didn't change there. They mm-hmm. use the same word, and you can track the, the, the formation of consonants right. in like different parts. Yeah. Like uh, just as a quick example, tabu versus kapu. Mm-hmm. Kapu right. being the system of like what you can't do right. in Hawaii. Right. Um, whereas it's called taboo, I think in Polynesia. Mm-hmm. So you can track for it. That's an example of mm-hmm. you can hear those those uh, consonants. Similarities, changing, yeah. Right, but, but right. Yeah. There's the the Maori people. Mm-hmm. They refer to New themselves Zealand. as mm-hmm. the Maoris, and in Hawaii, people of a certain caste were called the Maoli. Oh, and it's they're just Kanaka. This, well, their Kanakas are chiefs, okay. oh, but okay. there's a certain group of people. I can't remember what the historical significance of the Maoli are in Hawaii, but they're it's, it's what essentially that, the same word. What does that word. mean? I, I can't remember. That's what huh. I, I just noticed that there yeah. was a a group of people who were resisting the American annexation. Sure, were called the Maoli, and maybe it's elders. Okay, it may mean the elders. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not 100. Well, sure there's still a big one. sovereign movement. You know, getting back to my original point, though, was like right. was Twain got there less than 100 years before the, oh, right. the door had been opened. Yeah, we were yeah, yeah. talking about Mark Twain. Yeah, so he got there. 1866, mm-hmm. 18, uh, uh, 1774 is when it, the door was opened. I mean, it's not. It's not a Hawaii that we can imagine. Right, it's not at all what we can imagine right. is Hawaii. You go now, one thing, God, especially Oahu, Honolulu is like Disneyland. So you know we I mean? start, like I said, we started out in Kauai. Uh-huh. So I saw that. Then we and went to the, the big And that's the least islands. populated, if I remember correctly. Well, no, right? some of the islands have like almost no people. Niihau is actually the, right, but of but of the three of the of the four major islands, yeah. I don't know if Molokai. I don't think that really counts. counts. I, the three that I think Molokai, are Oahu, so, Kauai, and let me just Maui, run through. So, no, 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 yeah, so we got so we got the four big ones that I would consider is Big Island, Hawaii. Maui, mm-hmm. Oahu, and Kauai. Kauai. Right. Then you've got um, Lanai mm-hmm. and Molokai. Mm-hmm. Those are both populated. And Niihau, nobody's Niihau, allowed to go there. nobody's allowed to go there. It's Unless owned by the Robinson family. Right. And there's like 50 to 100 people that live there but that occasionally like, go to Kauai. And the, if I remember uh, correctly. And they actually speak Hawaiian and live in kind they're ca- of the traditional yeah, they're, they're way, like which is the, fascinating. Yeah, they're kind of like, uh, what's that movie, that, that movie by M. Night Shyamalan where they live kind of? The Village. The Village, yeah. It's kind of like the Village version of Hawaii. It is a little bit like, well... Hopefully they're not as crazy as the people <laughs> in the village. But. Right. And then there's Kahoa Lawe, which is yeah. a large island completely uninhabited. Isn't that um, one 
one of them is like just a bombing range for the military. Is that kind it? of a lot where you probably yeah, be okay. that one. Yeah, the, the, uh, the military uses uh, Nihau also, but that, less. You got to love the military. They take the most yeah. beautiful locations of the world and bomb the crap out of them. Well, in defense of the military on this one, Kahulawe is uninhabited for a reason. It's, oh, it's, it's in the there. it's in the rain shadow of one of the bigger islands. I'm I'm not getting my geography right out of my maybe Maui, mm. and it just doesn't get any rain. It's okay. barren. Um, was just used as a fishing, st- even in ancient Hawaiian times, basically people just fished off like the coast fish of it station or something. harvested stone yeah. and things like that. Um, okay. I'll we're not, we're not I'll bombing anybody. Forgive. We're it's still not, doing, you it's know. It's not like the place in Puerto Rico where Bikini we, we Islands, come on, beings. Bikini Atoll. Yes, anyway, the, but, yes uh, good Lord. But, uh, Can anyway. you believe that's not that long ago that no. people were just like, yeah, let's set off nuclear weapons above ground. Yeah, let's just ground. blow stuff. But there's people that live there. Well, let's just move them somewhere. Now we say that as New Mexicans. Right. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. nobody gave a crap about yeah, New Mexico know, so right. at the time. Um, I've you, been out to the Trinity site, by the way. That's, that's pretty neat. Yeah, you can go twice a year. Right. And uh, my son was, like, scooping up Trinitite from the sand, like this yellow, glassy yeah, yeah, substance. Yeah. Pretty cool. They so. let him do that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Oh, he didn't take it home. Oh, okay. We're just looking at it. Oh, that's yeah. Trinitite. And he right. tossed it down. It's... Uh, and for anybody that's uh, thinking about reporting me to CPS, um, it's harmless unless you ingest it. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it might be an alpha emitter if you And you didn't it. let him eat it? I uh, turned my back when he said ah, he was thinking okay. about eating yeah. it because I was curious what it would taste like. Maybe so. just like a pacifier, just suck on it for exactly. a while. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. So um, only, the, only the strong survive in the MacArthur uh, household. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, so we chose the Mai Tai as the mm-hmm. drink. Right. Um, Twain talks about whiskey. Yeah. I thought about that. And then there's this native drink. Yeah. Um, Okaleo. With, oh, is it? Yeah, it's called okay. Okaleo. Well, there's, there's uh, yeah, Okaleo is the native drink there. So it's made with the tea plant, in fact, the uh, the root of the tea plant. Oh, um, this is different than what I was talking about. Oh, okay, so what were you talking no, about? No, no, go, no, bring it. Yeah, no, I, I wrote an article for Eater. What is it called? Plug. Okaleo. Okaleo, okay. Yeah. No, I never heard um, of that. I wrote, an, I wrote it. Just look up Hawaiian moonshine, and, and it'll come mm. up. But it's it was made with the root of the tea plant. So this is an alcohol. This yeah, is very a, much. Okay. Yeah, very much an alcohol. And uh, there was a lieutenant with Cook's fleet. Okay. Named Portridge, I believe. Oh. And uh, he made a beer out of it. Okay. okay. And that was done on ships wherever they landed. They would try to make beer out of whatever, just to try to prevent scurvy, right? So he made this beer out of out of tea out of the tea plant. I mean, you could just eat the plant to not get scared. Who wants to do that? Where's, where's the fun? Who wants in to that? do that? Yeah, exactly. Well, they would take it with them, right? Because it has yeah. alcohol, so sure. it wouldn't spoil. Yeah. And uh, so he made this, and he writes about how to do it. So he made a beer with it. Okay. Then flash forward about ten, fifteen years. There is a, an escaped convict from Botany Bay, okay, Australia, and uh, was a member of the Second Fleet named William Stevenson. I think stole a boat or a ship okay. with a bunch of other people. And a bunch of other convicts, and this was kind Damn of a, Australians. This is kind of a common occurrence. They because they don't want to be anything, anything that's not nailed Australia, down. Australia is the most inhospitable. I think out, outside of uh, Antarctica, it's the most inhospitable place that you could live. It's it's just especially at that time. There's nothing would grow there. Everything wanted to yeah. kill you, and so all everybody everybody wanted to just escape. I mean, you go there, it's a life sentence, right? Right. So um, people would steal ships all the time. These convicts would. Ship would come into port, and they'd hmm, look around and jump on it and take off. Right. And uh, this guy Stevenson did that with uh, some of his compatriots, and uh, landed on I think the Big Island. No, or, no, sorry, landed on Oahu. Okay. Burnt the ship, so that nobody could track him down. So that if if the English ever go there, they can't say, "Hey, that's our ship that's been missing." So they burnt right. the burnt well, the what, ship. What year do you think you're talking about? So we're looking at it's got to be early 1800s, like maybe eight. 
1800 or 1805, okay. something like that. Okay. He apparently uh, was the first to distill this tea plant, the, tea plant. the, the beer, okay. into a liquor, and they called it Okaleo. Now, Okaleo means iron bottom because that's what mm. they, the, the Hawaiians called the still. It looked like the, an iron butt to them. It must mean know. something else. Iron is no, iron. iron. Okaleo, I think it means iron bottom. Well, they must have a word they use for iron. Cause Probably, well. yeah. In any case, so he distilled it first. Uh, Kamehameha. Got really mad and said, "Knock it off!" Because everybody went nuts yeah, with this stuff. I mean, I it's bet. you know, introduce right. distilled spirit to to a whole community who's never had it before, and they went absolutely mad. And uh, so he saw, he got in trouble. And, there's uh, a whole there's a whole similar story actually um, about this guy John Young showed up with a small British ship. Um, I don't know whether he stole it or what, but he essentially allied with King Kamehameha and mm-hmm. was like kind of the reason why he could unify the islands. He became the he weapons the expert. Ship. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like the weapons mm-hmm. expert, yeah, and he had right. the ship, and, and right. just kind of put together yeah. the fleet and the army for King Kamehameha. And that's the reason why Kamehameha carried the Union Jack as a flag. Right. Used it as a standard, right. and it's why we have the Hawaiian flag today mm-hmm. the way it is, Cause, because I had no idea. I saw it, I was well, like, no, he why? Was very, he was very why is the Union yeah. Jack on, on the flag, right. you know? He was very friendly with the English. Yeah, they, are there the any English. other states that have the Union Jack on them? Maybe. I feel I like know. I could picture one of the southern ones, but that actually might be the Confederate flag. <laughs> I'm thinking. Of. Well, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of different. So had some stars to it, right. but uh, yeah. So it's uh, so well. That's that's the and in fact, I'm going to plug this uh, company. Hawaiian Moonshine is is a company. Okay. Can we uh, get some? Yeah, you can uh, order it from Hawaiian Moonshine. Oh, for the time, company. that would have been a terrific That would have drink. been, but we just didn't have time. And but, I'm sorry, uh, but we are out of Hawaiian books. There are yeah. no more Hawaiian <laughs> books <laughs> no, to read. That's it. There's but, probably uh, movies, though. I, uh, I interviewed the owner of this thing. The guy was a bartender in the islands for years, and he okay. wanted to bring back the original recipe. So there's only one, well, at the time. So I wrote this article about three years ago. At okay. the time, they were the only ones uh, making it. Uh, what think, was that article, and where did you post it? So the article's called Hawaiian Moonshine... The sweet liquor with the unsavory past, or something like that. It's at eater.com. Uh, it was a commissioned article. Okay. And uh, it's uh, it's a pretty good one, actually. You got paid. I got paid, <laughs> man. Um, it's actually it was it was really fun doing that because I I did that article when I went to Hawaii. Can people find that article? Today? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, what, where was it again? Uh, eater.com. E A T E R. Okay. Dot com. All right. Uh, Google my name, Clint Lanier. Okay. Uh, Eater.com, you'll find it. But I did the article before I went to, well, as I was going to Hawaii myself, and mm. I found about five or six cocktail bars in, in uh, Oahu uh-huh. that make cocktails with Okaleo, and I went around to them, interviewed the bartenders, and and uh, tried the cocktails. I think pure bars were still closed. Were they really? There. I wow, think so. tragedy. We went to a brewery for lunch, and mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, my son got it in his head that going to the to brew pub with dad to, to get dinner is the best thing. Yeah, we watch course. baseball. We eat chicken wings. Like we, you know, I drink beer. To he, a ten-year-old, I let him have a coke. You know, he just gets really excited about it. So what's funny is is uh, your wife would hate that. You're handing me a napkin. Am I, have I been slobbering on myself? No, I something? just realized that that this is like sweating all over my oh. brand new desk. Here. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, to a ten-year-old, that's heaven. To a I don't know why to, he, to uh, a wife of anything over six months, <laughs> it's probably <laughs> armpit of hell. It's oh. like oh god, the brew pub with my husband. Oh, no. uh, you know what? We have, you know, because my wife's a doctor, yeah. if we ever get to hang out together. I know. I we know. literally could hang out in the 
ninth circle of hell and be like, this is great. We get yeah. to spend some time well, together. Because your wife's a doctor and you guys have young kids. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of the same with us. We have, you know, she works these huge hours and then uh. she comes home. Maybe there'll be an hour where she's home. And I literally get through half a sentence before a kid grabs on right, her, you know, exactly. or something. So it's, yeah. we, we've been doing these walks in the evening now. That's our time to talk. Oh, wow. We go for like a walk Long together. walks on the beach. Long walks around the uh, crenellations of our neighborhood is more <laughs> nice. like. So. Oh, so we talked about booze. Um, we did. We did. What, so you what, was the, what was the drink that, that you were? Oh, Pog. Is that what you were thinking of? No, but oh. I just thought. I just, love Pog. You, Kids I, love I am Pog. free form. I'm literally just, yeah. you know, stimulus pop, response. Pop, pop, like pop, pop, yeah, pop, yeah. pop, pop, yeah. So Pog stood, stands for? Uh, passion, passion fruit, fruit orange, orange, guava. Guava. Oh, it's amazing. And it's yeah. a it's it's perfectly good drink. Yeah. Uh, Alex, like I said, got, got used to drinking it. He had yeah. a lot of it. Did you know Pog? is actually why they were called Pogs, the thing in the 90s. No, from the cap? The original wow. were Pog caps. I had no There's idea. A kind, I don't remember the name huh. of the uh, company that made the juice in Hawaii. Yeah. But people played with the caps of them. They play Pogs with it. Wow. And that was actually, that's actually where that word comes that's from. That's interesting. First I, time I, I heard it, it Pog, I was like, oh, like the, like the toy. And then, like, actually a podcast that I, that I listened to, uh-huh. Stuff You Should Know, did an episode on Pogs while I was in Hawaii <laughs> and mentioned that. I was like, oh, my God, what, what are the odds? Like, <laughs> right, I actually right. just learned something God. about where I am. But that's, See, uh, this this podcast, by the way, will help you with trivia night. That's what we're what we're really trying to do. Spend a little mm-hmm. time talking to me. Your trivia skills yeah, will that's go right. up. Do you know what exactly. we did in, uh, in Kailua? I do. Kailua, I do. Uh, you won a T-shirt on trivia night. We went to trivia night. You came in, you came in partially through it and still won. That's right. Cause we showed up around late, and I yeah. said, hey, can I get the question? She was like, no. Get here on time next time. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. So Alex and I still won trivia night. Nice. Got won him. He had a whiskey T-shirt that he was yeah, wearing. That. My wife yeah. commented on. Yeah, I saw it was that. It's kind of funny, great. but uh, yeah, we you. had fun with that. We did. There was a Shakespeare round. Uh, the second round was Shakespeare, and I oh. just destroyed it. Yeah, like, you were yeah, you were so. cocked and ready for that. Yeah, one. I was ready to after, go for that after was, this podcast. They asked about Banquo. I said, oh. "What play was Banquo?" And I was like, "I happened to have I that just on just the tip of my tongue." So. so when uh, do we have second drinks? Should I be nursing this or is this? No, we have a second. Yeah, we, we have, have we have enough for a second. Okay, um, I think no, it won't be a little bit smaller pour. Like <laughs> Ain't no second drink for you. Smaller pour, I know, right? So Twain paints Honolulu as kind of a backwater. Right. Broken down. He's talking about fleas and cockroaches. Yeah, I think centipedes. Did you get all that too? Uh, like no. getting, getting bit at, at night and, and having waking no. up. And, and no. He said, uh, <laughs> and he writes it only the way he could write it, that he uh, he basically talks about fighting with bugs all night long. Right. And he finally just, just got rid of the bed and just slept on the floor so they'd leave him alone. Did you get the bit about... Uh, the horse and buggy that Captain Cook used. Yeah. Yeah. I've read that and I was like, I paused because I'm not used to his dry sense of humor. It was like right. the beginning of it. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I was like, wait a minute. What? That yeah. can't be right. Like, <laughs> it's right. 1866. Uh, Captain Cook's horse couldn't. And I realized it's just, yeah. he has this incredibly dry sense God. of humor. You know, that the, the um, um, I, I was actually, I might, I might actually, we've never done this. I might actually read from something. Cause, okay. Um, if you got it to hand, we don't want to spend a whole much time looking stuff up. Well, but, let me, let me um, find it. Cause I, I just, I just. So uh, I did uh, my master's thesis mm-hmm. on uh, Ulysses S. Grant, like a big chunk of it. So I read the memoirs of Ulysses S. Grant. Okay. And Mark Twain helped him sort of collate them. Um, and there's these bits huh. about his horse at the beginning of the book. And reading this now. There's a theory that Mark Twain actually just wrote big chunks of, of Ulysses S. Grant's memoirs. And really? reading that bit about Captain Cook's horse, I was like, Mark Twain totally wrote that part <laughs> about the horse. It's like the same horse jokes that 
that he uses in this book. All right. So here, here's uh, here's Twain talking about Kilauea. So what happened was uh, okay. Twain and his companion, uh, I can't remember his name right now, Marlette. Marlette. Uh, Marlette hiked the the full crater of Kilauea, the big crater, like 10 miles or something like that. Pretty dangerous. In the middle of the night. Pretty dangerous. With a lantern. Okay. And uh, Oh, they, just they, like as if it wasn't dangerous enough to walk across right, the volcano. Right. Let's do it at night. Well, everybody yeah. else went home. Like the rest of the group right. went back to the hotel. Okay. But he wanted to do it because he is writing. He has to write 25 letters in four months. Now, I didn't stay there, but uh-huh. I think that hotel is actually in the National Park. I, I think that's the one. Yeah. I think that's I the think one. That's one. So, so, so he's he's writing about after he's he's done walking over the crater, taking a, a rest on top of the crater, looking back over the crater, back from where they came from. And it was the lava was flowing at the time. And he says... Now and then the Wait, search- he's just trying to rub it in? Yeah. Like yeah literally absolutely. everyone who's ever gone everybody. there has seen lava except Well, everybody has written them. Uh, now and then the surging bosom of the lake under our noses would calm down <laughs> ominously. He said bosom. Ominously and seemed to be gathering strength for an enterprise. And then all of a sudden a red dome of lava of the bulk of an ordinary dwelling would heave itself aloft like an escaping balloon, then burst asunder. Mm. And out of its heart would flit a pale green film of vapor. This is just f- twisting the knife, float man. Upwards this is exactly what I wanted to see. And vanish in the darkness. A released soul soaring homeward from captivity with the damned, no doubt. I mean, the guy could, I was, I was like, if I had, if I had written that, it probably would have been every now and then a big bubble of lava yeah, would right. burst yeah. and vapor would escape. So some of that, <laughs> is, some of that I think is like the legacy of Hemingway, right? Like paring down your language. Yeah, as much you as re- you can. You read right. these people from the 1800s or 1700s yeah. and it's just like, oh, well, they, they circumlocute that's everything. A great, that's a great you know? point. So Twain like, died in 16, 1916, I 1916, believe. 1916, the year of the comet. And, oh, wait, and no, 1912. Wait, it was 80, it must have been 1910. 86 was Haley's Comet, so he must have died in 1910. You know, so, what's a, you know what's a but weird... But he, he died within him and You know what's a weird life. addendum to that? Mm. They can date when King Kamehameha was born because he was born with Haley's Comet. Comet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. So they're connected in that way. But uh, so so Hemingway... I mean, that's what Hemingway was reacting to was was the very the very the Absolutely. flourish the flourish of uh, rightfully so right especially in any kind of writing that you're trying to get a point across but sometimes you miss that eloquence yeah. you know like you don't want to just the bosom. I took the whiskey <laughs> bottle I drank the whiskey <laughs> bottle a bull stabbed me in the butt <laughs> Hemingway's a, Hemingway's a great writer sun also rises him, right right there yeah. that was that was a whole synopsis you know you don't have to read that it now. is my synopsis we're yeah. actually just gonna dub that dear into listener, the episode yeah, dear listener talk, that yeah. was that was audible. Sun yes. also rises in five <laughs> seconds. Uh, let's see. You did you did the Big Island, uh-huh, and yeah. then you so you hiked the Big Island. Oh well, yeah, hiked yeah, it yeah. pretty extensively actually. We did and a lot of it. What, what about Maui? You did Maui too? No, no, we didn't. didn't Kauai. Go to Maui. Hawaii. The, okay. So when we first got there, uh, my first plan was to, to island hop because I'm, I'm a national park collector, so I wanted yeah. to go to Haleakala. Mm. Um, but they were doing COVID protocols for each island, for inter-island Ugh. trips. So it was like $140 for us to get tested Jeez. to go to the big island. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, I think we're just going to stay on the big island. Yeah, it's getting to be kind of cumbersome. Yeah. It took a day to get checked out right. and stuff like that. And then the day before we flew to the big island, they removed those protocols as long as you're, you know, okay. as long as you're already in the island. Sure. So we could have gone to Maui. Yeah. Honestly, pretty happy that I just kind of dedicated my time to you one know, place, you know? You know, my, my travel philosophy has always been... Um, like, you know, you hear those people that go to Europe and they, they like, I saw, you know, yeah. eight, eight countries in right. five days and stuff like that. I could never do that. I like going somewhere and just staying there for yeah. eight days. You know? I think I think as I've matured, mm-hmm. that's my philosophy. Yeah. What you're talking about. My nature is to be a ravenous traveler. Right. I'm like, what's over that next hill? Right. And I just want to go and go and I go. I do that too. Alex will just, be like, you can't, can't experience it. He's the same it. way. We go somewhere and he's just like. 
So we're going to Germany. Like we we talk about someday we're going to go to Europe, and he's like, "We'll be in Germany, which is right next to Denmark. We go to Denmark, right. and then you can hop across to Norway." Yeah. And I'm like, "Dude, let's actually yeah. see some of the." Well, places. Europe's where it's but terrible. But I'm a grown up, you know. Like that. Uh, yeah. We went to Australia once mm-hmm. in uh, gosh, like 2001 or something like that, and that's what we did. We spent like eight days in Brisbane because we only had eight days, and I was like, "Sydney's just a big city, and I can't really go." It was outside. kind of my philosophy. We didn't end yeah. up going to Sydney. Um, not that I don't want to see it someday. But yeah, me too. But I, I, I want to spend more time there. The next time we go, my, my father-in-law lives in Australia, so we we're oh, gonna, right, right. We'll, we'll be going back. He's never met uh, his grandchildren, uh, so we're going to take him. He's met Michelle, uh, my oldest, uh, but he uh-huh. hasn't met the little one, so oh, we're going to take him down there. And, Absolutely. Uh, Definitely, I think Sydney's on the list. Yeah. And then, and then I, I was mentioning it to Alex, and he was like, "We can get a car <laughs> and we can drive to Perth. Oh, we'll geez. do a road trip across." Does he I, have any idea how, how long distance like, is? And you know, in, uh, me, it, it appeals to me. I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, we're totally doing that. Yeah. We're driving to Perth. God. We're going to do a road trip across Australia. How cool is that?" And then yeah. I could hit South Australia, you know, go right. through Adelaide and and stuff like that. So, I think. I'm I'm down. Like I, well, this is tangentially related to what we're talking about Hawaii because you know. Oh my God! Totally. Maybe South maybe Pacific. cut maybe I'll cut cut all this. <laughs> Since I'm the first one the, uh, to drink, I get the guest episode uh, that I did was the first time that I ever cut like a substantial conversation. Oh, yeah. went off on this tangent, and I was like, "This can't stay. This is this, <laughs> so this bore is, people to death." Yeah, this will bore people. To, well, it was kind of silly too. So well, you guys, had, I, I loved the. Uh, I really did love the. I love the uh, the choice for. Drinks. I thought that was that That's pretty was funny, brilliant. right? That was <laughs> replicates. Yeah, yeah. it was know. so gross, though. Oh my god, I do not want to drink non-alcoholic beer ever again. Well, I've had I've had the kind that that he's had. Uh huh. The Heineken. And it does taste just like a Heineken. I mean, no, the Guinness did not taste like a Guinness. This was a scene that bugged me. Did you get the scene? Speaking of, this is kind of a cancel culture type of thing because okay. I'm kind of, I guess, leading up to when we're going to talk about whether this is a classic or whether it should be. Included as a classic. What are we talking about? Mark, Mark Twain? The Twain, okay. the Twain book. Uh-huh. The, the book we're talking about. I'm actually back on uh, okay. topic here. <laughs> Did you get the bit where he's like, sees the ladies bathing naked and is like trying to get in the water with himself? And I was just like, what? Is- <laughs> well, he tried talking to him. Yeah, he tried. He wanted to have a conversation with him. He wanted to talk to him about, yeah, um, I, I got that. But I think he was trying to, he was trying to be clever. Yeah, but you it know? ended up being super creepy and rapey. Like, <laughs> not- you got to read it. You got to read it from the time, though. I think I do, I do, I do. Generally speaking, I'm pretty relativistic about these yeah. things. Like I, you know, when you read it, I mean, it's a. He's actually there's some uncomfortable racial language, right? Like a little bit. Nothing terrible though. Mm-hmm. And one of the nice things about Mark Twain is he views these people as human beings, right? And you can hear it. It comes out right. when he's writing that they're human beings with mm-hmm. a with a perspective that they're not just like native, right. you know, garbage. Like which a lot of Europeans would just sure. be like, oh, sure. there's just trash. You know? At the time. Right, and then he he slips into that language a few times. Now the, you know? he's writing from a, from a period when, within ten years, we are going the, the United States is going to declare war wholesale on Native Americans. So words like, what do you, you mean? Know, what? What do, what do you mean declare war? Well, I'm mean, in eighteen about a little bighorn. Yeah, well, I mean when when Andrew Jackson decides to to um, oh well Andrew Jackson that was been the past right, yeah. but I mean but yeah I mean the West settling the West Grant yeah. did the same thing. Um, well, okay, I mean, he, but but what I'm saying is he's he's speaking from a I period. I mean, remember Little Bighorn, for instance, 1876, mm-hmm. ten right. years after this, we fought against the Cheyenne mm-hmm. and the Arapaho, but right. we had the Pawnee and the Crow on our side. Right. So it's not well, that, no. You know, what I'm what I'm saying is that they they did they viewed these native peoples less than human, as you said. I think some people so, did. But, yeah. But there's and, a there's a, a bit of a difference there. I mean, he 
he does call, you know, he talks about savages this and savages that. He does. That. He slips into that language, yeah. But he's talking about a period prior to uh, the missionaries in 1820, I believe. There, so he references a book uh, by a guy named Jarvis, which I've read, and it's a okay. title. one of those, you remember how they used to have like 20-word titles back in the 1800s? Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, a full accounting of the history of the Sandwich <laughs> right, Islands right. from this time to this time. What was the book? I was blah, just blah, th- there was something I was just thinking about with that. And, yeah, uh, and, and Actually, uh, Philip K. Dick is yeah. a super verbose titler. Oh, is he? Like it's, Do, you know, we'll remember it for you wholesale. No, <laughs> you need an editor. Like, yeah, no, just, yeah, we're not calling it, it that. You know? So he references that book a few times. Um, I've read it, and it's, you know, honestly, the, the Hawaiian culture, mm-hmm. prior to the breaking of the taboo or the kapu, and I think 1819 was right. was tragic, 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 tragic. Because he talks about it a couple times about like if the, if a native shadow should fall right. on on a on a on the shadow of the Ali, on, on, on a royal right. royal yeah. person, they would be killed. Yeah, and I mean just killed. Well, and, and it was it was like that. I mean, violate, they were treated terribly. So you violate if you violate kapu, you mm-hmm. can be killed. Right, like yeah, you're, yeah. you're prescribed. Right, but. They have this specific cultural thing. And what is, I wrote down the word because he went to a couple of these national historical sites. These, and these words are just amazing. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the place po- where you could get a, saved. It's yeah. a Pu'ukahona yeah. or something like that. Pu'ukahola. Pu'ukahola, that's it. And it's a place mm-hmm. where a kapu breaker can yeah. go and be safe. Right. It's very, right. very similar to But the you have idea to get there. Of, yeah. It's very <laughs> being, similar to the idea of sanctuary be, in European yeah, tradition. But you're being you know? chased. Yeah, pretty and, much. And probably killed before you get there. Right. Because the power structure has armies, you know? Yeah. And, and, and warriors and stuff. But, I mean, the point is that, you know, it was worse than the feudal system in Europe. I mean, it was terribly, terribly a barbarian in terms – and I'm not calling them barbarian, but they're – that kapu system Barbarian was, in the sense that they're not Greek. <laughs> right, right. You know, they, exactly. They, they, they spoke terrible Greek. Yeah, exactly. Spoke, yeah. But uh, then, then in, uh, I believe, 1819 – I think it was 1819 uh, – Kamehameha I's wife – Kamehameha the second is the one who abolished Kapu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, his it, well, what happened was his wife, mm. Kamehameha the first. So the mother, I think it was the mother of Kamehameha the second. Okay. I don't know if it's his mother or just one of the wives of Kamehameha the first, but she convinced him to have dinner with them. Men and women could not even dine together. Right. right? Not only right. that, women could not eat certain foods like pig. They weren't allowed to eat pig. If they did, they would be killed. If the men and women died dined together, they'd be killed. Right. So they had a big feast, and in front of everybody, the new king, Kamehameha II, walks over, sits down with, with Kamehameha I's wife, and I, I'm sorry, I, I can't remember her name, and proceeds to begin dining with her. And everybody's like, holy crap. Right. And that was the end of the kapu. You know, it, it, was, it was liberating for women, you know, for, for, sure. for uh, sure. the, the castes, the, the, the peasants, so to speak. Yeah. So, so Twain, a, Twain, what I found interesting in this book is Twain, he goes back and forth between natives and savages, okay? And when he's referring to savages, he's referring to pre-breaking of the kapu. Like, this yeah. is how they believed. Okay. And then he talks about natives post-missionary, post-breaking of the kapu. I mean, he talks about them as a noble society. Well, but he gets know? into, so he does this one uh, conversation where he's talking about um, the missionary activity, and he mentions how he couldn't believe that this island was filled, that these islands were filled with people who just didn't know they were all going to hell. Right. <laughs> and he's not serious. It took well, me a while. It's that dry sense yeah, of humor yeah. is his. It's a joke because well, he's I mean, actually he, pr- kind of an atheist. He's kind Mark of a, well, he's like he a definitely, bit of, well, he's, he's a, 
he was woke for his time. He, he was woke he for was, his time. Was, that's kind of what I'm getting. He was intellectual. That's kind of what I'm getting at. He was yeah, intellectual exactly. for sure. He, he talks about the um, the quote unquote murder of Captain Cook. Yes. And describes it in a way where you read it and you're like, Captain Cook kind of got what he deserved. Yeah. You know? Well, if you if you read if you, if they, you read they, that, they treated him, they fed him like he was like a visiting dignitary, and he, and he, he was just like crossing people yeah, around, well, and, and the shooting yeah. people. You know. So that that book by got Jarvis, exactly what he that deserved. book by Jarvis makes it clear. I mean, it's 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 a full account. Right. Um, so Jarvis was this historian that was that wrote this book. He was there when there were still eyewitnesses to what happened. Right. And he went and interviewed all these eyewitnesses and. Mm-hmm. and and so forth, and it's yeah. Cook, Cook was a jerk, man. I mean, he he let it go to his. Twain said he let it go to his head. They treated him like a, like Lono was the yeah. god that came back. And he, it's and kind he, of uh, it makes sense to me that Captain Cook kind of had a big head because I've traveled all over the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not all over, but to a lots of places in the Pacific, and it's always Captain Cook was here. Captain Cook was here. First guy to come here. Cook right. Inlet outside right. of Anchorage right. in Alaska. <laughs> right. And it's just everything is named for Captain yeah. Cook. I mean, the guy. You know, essentially, we could get into the discussion of the word discovery. Okay. Right? Well, let's do that so, right now before we quit. We got it's, it's it's we've been over an hour now. So. Oh, have we really? Yeah. Oh wow. So. Time flies. Let's it? end it with that. Let's let's talk right. about that well, word discover. So clearly, I think a lot of people are making a, an excellent point when they say that the word discovery is ridiculous. What mm-hmm. you mean is Europeans seeing sure. it for the right. first time. Uh-huh. But here's 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 the point that I would make, is that when, let's say. Captain Cook, quote unquote, discovered Australia, mm-hmm. which he's not the first European to go there. But let's just right. say, for argument's sake, sure, um, Aust- Australians were not aware of the rest of the world. Right, right. Asia was not aware of Australia. Africans were not aware of Australia. So, in a sense, for a European to arrive mm-hmm. and publish the existence of a place is dis covering the place which was covered before and like showing it to the rest of the world yes it's eurocentric to say that the place like didn't exist before that Mm -hmm. or that it was good for them to be discovered by europeans almost universally it was not it was a disaster to be discovered by europeans but the Mm -hmm. existence of hawaii for instance Mm -hmm. completely masked to the entire world any Mm -hmm. kinds of people all over the world nobody knew about these places even in in north and south america discovering the Aztecs, the Incas didn't know the Aztecs existed. Mm, right. It was discovered for them, too. It was, yeah. it was not covered anymore for them, too. So there, there is a sense in which these words, they're not entirely wrong. It's still a rev- Columbus discovering mm. America is still a revolutionary moment in world history mm-hmm. because nobody knew about America. Nobody in the entire old world knew about the new right. world. It's that's still well, a big moment in history. That's a fantastic point. I think the other kind of as a follow-on to that is that there is no accounting for those places in history because, and I'm not saying that they didn't have a, a written language. Many of them did, although Hawaii did not. Hawaii did not, right. But, um, you know, the Aztecs did and the Incas did and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, and many of the, the Incas did not. Well, the Incas did not. But um, The Aztecs did, the Maya did. Um, um, the Incas had a system of tying knots to record mm-hmm. certain information. Right, and that was more of a time thing. If I remember it correctly. was like quantities yeah. and yeah, things like that. But uh, but the the point is that that had it not been for that, there would be no accounting for the history of, of many of these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not justifying it. I I realize that there's no. there's uh, no there's, I I am you know, I'm down with Columbus being canceled. I'm yeah. not arguing. Columbus was responsible for well, slavery, slavery yeah. and death, and should not be should well, not be celebrated okay. as like a great I, man. I'm going to go know? out on a limb here, right. and you can cancel me if you want. I don't care. You know, Columbus again lived in a certain time. 
Uh, he was he definitely enslaved Native people. He was brutal Native, Native people. He killed mm-hmm. them, and that was all terrible. And he was a terrible, terrible person. Right. One of those one side of the Native Americans that that he quote unquote discovered and enslaved and so forth ate the people on the other side. Sure. They were cannibals. Sure. Yeah. 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 And they were brutally, brutally. Uh, 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 brutal enemies, rather. And one of the, um, one of the yeah, things and, and that people this, and this the thing is, there's no innocent society. No, no, you know, in, no, in the history not. of mankind. But, we're, but, it, but as a we're, we're but as a neutral people. person, you you were like, why are we having a Columbus Day? Right. We don't. I don't I, want. I get. I that. don't want Columbus yeah. canceled from the history books. Right. The moment that he brought is one of the big moments of world history. Like if you had like five moments, Columbus discovering America. Right. Big moment. Right. But um, one of the things people don't talk about when they're talking about Columbus mm-hmm. is that the reason it became a day mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the no, historical moment. Not at all. It's because he's an Italian. Yeah. And yeah. because we wanted to give Italian-Americans. No, we didn't want to give. The Italian-Americans wanted to give. Because well, the, the Italians were, were, well, were persecuted um, in, in, in well, early. Yeah, they were looked down on. Yeah, yeah in, I mean, in, in late 1800s. So late 19th century. Actually, the movement actually began in Denver, Colorado, of all places. That is random. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, so they were, you know, that. You know, you'd see signs that say, you know, uh, help wanted, Italians need not apply type of thing. Right. You know, it was discrimination. And so they wanted something that they could celebrate exactly. to, yeah. to validate them. Yeah. I think that's lost to history, so, honestly. It, no, it really is. That part, like anybody who's feeling like segregated or marginalized or, or whatever, that's how they felt because they right. were. That population right. was totally segregated and marginalized. Back, back to Cook. So Cook didn't discover the Hawaiian Islands. But he put Hawaii on the map, right? Which again, you could say, well, you know, that's that's a bad thing. I don't know. Look, I, I am, I am it pro. Was gonna, it was going to get contacted. No I am pro sovereign Hawaii because hmm. of what happened in 1893 right. and the, and the pineapple plantation and sugar plantation owners. I mean, they, it was a total coup, right? And it, uh, was, yeah, it, it, was. it was it was it was ridiculous. Okay. So um, here's why here's why I'm not pro sovereign Hawaii okay. is because. Only something like 12% of people in Hawaii are of native descent. I get that. There are 1.6 million people living in the Hawaiian Islands yeah. down the state of Hawaii. No, I get that. And none of them are Hawaiian. I, no, and I why get... would they be part of an, a sovereign, independent? Well, but they don't could, want. They but, don't want to be. You well, know? you can you can look back, but I mean, if there, they want it to be fun. But there are enough know? people that that uh, we have a friend who who in fact is what, half Hawaiian. I mean, there are enough yeah. people who have at least some enough ancestry. Right. There are. You know, there that, are. That, there that, are. Um, there are. That could claim a legitimate, you know, spot in it. But but I guess you know I just kind of as a, and I think this maybe has some of the sovereign, you know, the people in the sovereign movement think it, it's just the freaking principle of the thing. I mean, it was just so blatant. I know, right? I know. But this is why I was saying before. You know, was the end result really bad? For Hawaii, I mean, I don't know. Well, again, that, European European contact. That's yes, a fan, that's negative. a fantastic becoming yeah, part of the United point. States. Has probably mostly been a boon. There was people. a there was a British diplomat, and it was a because because the alternative is probably not an independent Hawaii. No, the alternative is probably no, they conquest been col- they, by Japan. They would, no, they would have been colonized you know, either way. Or I the mean, British. If I remember correctly, whoever. I think Tahiti is French. Mm-hmm. Fiji is British, maybe. Fiji is an independent country. Okay. Fiji is today. But they had there was a but yes I think it was British going off on a, go look up Chamberlain um, there was a British diplomat named uh, not Wilt Chamberlain not uh, Neville not Neville Chamberlain okay. 
but Chamberlain is his last Will, name. Neville Chamberlain is famous for scoring the least amount of points in a meeting with Hitler than anyone ever and did. Will Chamberlain, so, Will Chamberlain is, is famous for scoring the most amount of women. Famous for appeasing. No, no. <laughs> famous for scoring <laughs> right. the most amount of women. So Was that Will Chamberlain? I think oh, it was yeah, Will Chamberlain. The, the 10,000 10, points he scored? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> but in any case, um, no, there's a British diplomat. It was a, like basically the ambassador to Hawaii, Hawaii from, from England. Mm-hmm. Uh, last name was Chamberlain. He was a complete, colossal sense of that out. Okay. But he was a jerk. And uh, he did everything in his power to screw the Hawaiian people. And this is like from about 1830, 1840 to like 1850. You know, right. And all he did was, was do stuff to make Hawaii's kingdom uh, less. And if it weren't for him, they'd probably be, they'd probably be an, an English colony. If it weren't for him, but he was such a well, they were very pro, you know, very pro. Um, British. Yeah, they were until this guy came along because and because he, essentially the the British created the Hawaiian monarchy. See what happened was so. he came along and really just screwed the the America. I'm sorry, the Hawaiian people. They had no recourse but to go to America to mm. try to get essentially you know um, legal safety from from England based on this right. guy and. Uh, I mean, the, main, the main point is, though, if you if you created a Hawaiian sovereign nation today, you'd be you'd be positioning ten percent of the population to be like in charge of all the rest of the people, and it just wouldn't. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. not. That's not. No, I, I don't, it, now, it, won't, the, it won't happen. If the but the modern some, people of Hawaii mm-hmm. voted they didn't want to be part of the United States. Fine. What, right. are, you, what are you going to do? Right. I mean, that's that's fair. I think if any state decided they didn't want to be part sure. of the country, that they should be allowed to leave. You know. Well, I, I think mean, if they the, vote for it, those not attached and those with a really shady history of becoming. A state. I, I think. So I think they have more claims than how many than others. how many states in the United States? This was a thought I had. How many states in the United States have a state flag mm-hmm. that is a, was once a national? Off the great, top of my head, I, ha- I have an answer off the top of my head. Texas. I, I might be Texas. Definitely. Okay. Well, clearly, a bunch of them are part of the Confederacy and have uh, some of them have the Confederate flag. I don't know if that counts though, because they were no, they no, were American did, before. I, I don't count that. Yeah, I don't count um, that. Texas was a republic, and then um, I, my answer is three. California. California. I think. Okay. Briefly. Maybe for about a year. Okay. Had the Bear Republic was an independent country for about right. a year. Right. I don't know when. And then Hawaii. So those, and then Hawaii, yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. Did you know that New Mexico, where we are speaking from, I believe, or right where we are, okay. if I remember correctly, has had six flags flown over it. I'm trying to remember. Let's go so, through this. So, Spain, so obviously so Spain. Spain. Mexico. Obviously Mexico. We were not part of Texas. No. Austria. Okay, that's uh-huh. a, that's one. That's one Look at that. Well, there's the Confederacy, the United States. There's Spain and Mexico. So that's five then. Yeah, so and then five. Austria. I get yeah. because so because Texas is six flags are Texas independent, mm-hmm. Spain, Mexico, um, the United States, the Confederacy, and France. Right. And I don't know where the six would be for Mexico. Well, here we have yeah, here we have those including Austria. So. Well, with that, five that flags, five flags. We we're going we we to put together an amusement park here in Las Cruces. We're going to call it Five, five Flags. flags. <laughs> That's so terrible. That's All right, really well, we're going to end on the it. flag of Austria. Wait, wait, we can't end. Oh, no, we can't. No. What was okay. your biggest surprise? All right. Oh, my biggest surprise. Well, um, my biggest surprise was just how good of a freaking travel writer Mark Twain is. Okay. Okay, so let me, let me explain. So Twain was writing, like travel writing. Okay. When you had no cameras, mm-hmm. you had no way of capturing a moment. You so, could, let's say, for example, disappear for a month in Maui and not write a goddamn <laughs> not thing. Not write a thing and nobody <laughs> yeah. would say boo. Right. But, I mean, the point was he could, you know, I just. If a YouTuber disappeared for a month, he'd be done. Go, go look at a travel 
article, like you know, nationalgeographic.com or whatever. Go look at a travel article now. Mm. What it's gonna, what, it, what you're gonna see is you're gonna see a little bit of text supported by a lot of pictures, and that's it. So Twain had Twain had in his letters, and uh, in this book, Roughing It, he had nothing but what he was saying. He had to describe like what I what I read about. What you know, news when. When would newspapers have been able to start publishing photos? Yeah, but I don't think, I don't they, think they you weren't could have done it in Yeah, they weren't publishing. So when would the technology to have like copied uh, a? Fo- they had to have been in the, the in the early twentieth century. The, the earliest I can think yeah. of is about nineteen hundred. Yeah, have you ever be. heard? Have you ever heard the story about the first human being to ever be photographed? No. There's so a guy did a river scene of St. Louis, one of those things where you had to leave it for like eight hours. And there's an, there's an old African-American guy who's fishing long enough wow. to be captured in this photo. Oh, that's cool. And he's the first person to ever be photographed oh, because nobody else ever sat in one place long yeah. enough. But he was fishing, so he's just kind of like there for know, the whole sitting time. there for yeah, the whole time. So he's actually a blurry image. He's the first person to ever be photographed. So that would have been like 18, 1830 something? 30s or something, yeah. yeah. Maybe 1830, 1840. Well, it would have been, been a while until they – but even then, I mean, like they were all black and white and grainy and – crappy. Mm-hmm. I was reading it and I was thinking about, because I, I do travel writing. I mean, that's one of the things I get paid to do. Um, other a than gig. It's a other good than, gig. Yeah, other than writing about booze, which is also a good gig. <laughs> and also you're a professor, which yeah. I'm sorry to say is also a pretty good right, gig. Right, yeah. So, Wait a minute. I, I think know. Clint is scamming the rest of us. No, it sounds like a pretty not good... not at all. Anyway, um, but... Uh, Plus you I got w- the doctor's wife gig going. I got the doctor's wife. I got the doctor's wife yeah. going. That, so that's, that was that's just pretty good, good. That's also a good gig. So I, I guess that's what surprised me was was just how good of a travel writer Mark Twain was, uh-huh. and you. Yeah. What's your what's your uh, my biggest surprise? Yeah, big surprise. Uh, my biggest surprise is always Mark Twain's sense of humor. Yeah, the, the dry like <laughs> I'm Takes reading you a, a sentence. <laughs> I'm, it makes me feel like a dolt. Like I'm like wait, wait, wait a, a minute, minute. Captain Captain Cook. Cook. <laughs> he could have had a horse and buggy back then. I'm like this is a guy. I'm getting punked by somebody from yeah. 150 <laughs> years ago. Right. You know he's like that much ahead of the game yeah. that he's like making fun of me and that's still working. I'm like <laughs> as well today. He does as, as he, he does. did he back has then. A very he American you, idiom. God, he makes you think. He's in the same. He's in the same tradition as Hemingway, which is Americans coming to the rest of the world and being like, you don't have to use all yeah. these words. Yeah, this you is, could well, just talk the way people this talk. This is how it is. Yeah. You know, he would, he, which is he, a made, positive he thing made most of his money off of, uh, off of world tours and like mm-hmm. the, these just discussions. He did Australia too. He did everywhere. You know, a yeah. whole bunch of places. So, so the final question. Okay. And this is for you. This Do we toast this me. classic? I'm the foistee, aren't yes. I? I'm having trouble with this one. Because I love, absolutely love Mark Twain. Yeah. Um, but it's not, a, it's not one of his classic things, though. But these are just like a piece of history yeah. that isn't available in any other way and isn't written by anybody in any other way. Uh, there, there's, there's no other writer like Mark Twain talking about Hawaii so far back that it's genuinely like a historical document. Right. Uh, so in that sense, I mean, as a pure literary piece, if I were going to give you... 10 things with Mark Twain, this might not be in the top 10. Get it? But this is, pretty, this is a pretty good piece of historical travel, travel writing. In that sense, I'm going to go ahead and toast the class. All right. I think I'm All doing right. it. So toast. cheers. Cheers. That, that was, was pretty solid. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty solid. There's a, little <laughs> le- there's a little less drink and a little more ice. I think we stepped on it afterwards, but that's okay. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And uh, we will be back next week with another Ooh. episode. Do you remember what next week is? Well, it was supposed to be Jurassic Park. It is going to be Jurassic Park. Did you go? 
Did I go to Jurassic Park? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> oh, I lost one of my kids <laughs> to a velociraptor attack. Okay. Well, I yeah. can't wait to hear about it's that. Tragic. Um, All right. So that will be Steven Spielberg's classic. Should we say like reportedly classic? Because it's not really a classic until we toast it, right? I'm choosing it. So I am just going to be like, this is a classic. <laughs> this movie is terrific. Well, it's since amazing. I'm, since I'm not choosing it, it's uh, next time we're going to be talking about uh, any Steven Spielberg's Purported, purported, uh, classic box office blockbuster. That doesn't Jurassic matter. Park. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, that doesn't uh, matter. Jurassic Park. Avatar. Uh, so Avatar <laughs> is the biggest <laughs> hit of all time, and that's right. junk. Is that, that a classic? Is not a classic. No. So no thanks way. for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Peace out. Peace out. That's it for episode fourteen of Toasting the Classics. For those playing along at home, get some vodka, sugar, lemon juice, and iced tea for next week's episode, where we'll be talking about the nineteen ninety three blockbuster movie Jurassic Park. If you'd like to get in touch, send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, your comments and complaints, reasons Mark Twain should be canceled, whatever. Check out my blog at theattractivenuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at @attractivenuisance. Our music was written by Michelle MacArthur. See you next time on Toasting the Classics.